Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tallest, founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. Keep the music flowing. We'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Does my voice have like weird reverb on it or is it fine? Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks, as always, for uh, making your way here, checking out the series. Uh, please hit the subscribe button if you're not already. I put out three new interviews every single week, new and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists, discover some new ones, know what's happening in the music world. Of course, you can do so at all the usual spots like uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you like to get your podcast from. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Caitlin Tarver. We're going to be talking about her first full-length album, Subject to Change. And she tells us about the, uh, the source of the heavy subject matter, how she was viewing love and relationships as some of her friends were divorcing, and not taking advice from people under 50. Now, the actress-musician also discusses finally making an LP after more than a decade of singles and EPs, uh, the choice to have minimal production, how she plans to play them live. Tarver's also going to take us into her side project with Parachute's Will Anderson and doing some songwriting for other artists, as with her massive UK success with uh, Cheryl using that song Crazy Stupid Love a few years ago. So let's do it, discussing Subject to Change. It's Kyle Meredith with Caitlin Tarver. Hello! It's great to have you on here. You've got a brand new record, a beautiful record, a very uh, heavy record called Subject to Change. Yep, all of that. Beautiful, heavy, brand new. Um, yeah, all of that. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's It really is. Um, the journey that you take on this, just listening to it, it, I mean, this is such a strong, and I'll just continue to use the word beautiful album that you've done here, but it does have a heavy mood. And, and I feel like we have to jump straight into the deep end when we've got an album <laughs> like this. I hope you don't mind. But just <laughs> where were you emotionally when you did this and, and, and why? Um, you know, uh, as you can probably sense, I was just feeling pretty breezy about life. Like everything was going smooth sailing. Uh, I had no issues, uh, whatsoever. So <laughs> it's very obvious. Um, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, gosh, I mean, you know, I, I think for the past few years of my life, I've been sort of on that process 
that we sometimes go through of just kind of looking at your life, sort of reevaluating things, questioning things, seeing if you're where you want to be, where, where do you want to keep going, you know, kind of all those fun uh, existential sort of heavy questions. And um, that's where I was at. And then, you know, 2020 hit and there was really nowhere to go, <laughs> but continuing to go inward. And I don't know, I think I just sort of embraced it and was like, I'm just going to go for it and dive into the deep end and not try to water it down or make it more palatable or more positive. Cause I don't know. I felt like that's what I needed to hear myself. And I was just like, maybe this will be um, helpful for other people. I don't know. I just kind of went for it. So a lot of, I mean, a year out kind of from the making of it and listening to it and sort of seeing other people's reactions, I'm almost like, whoa, like making this album almost felt like I like blacked out <laughs> and I'm like waking up now and I'm like, whoa, okay, that was uh, intense. <laughs> I'll, I'll compliment you on that too. I mean, um, leaning into that, like I notice as I look back, most of my favorite songs are very specific to whatever the artist was going through at the time, very specific to the lyrics, to sometimes the date, to the place of, of experiences that I didn't have, mm -hmm. but ends up making the strongest song, I guess, as opposed to if, if we're talking extremes, just the grand generalities, you know, that you can, you can do on the other side of the spectrum, just making it sort of too much for everyone. Right. It, when you were going into it, when you're songwriting like this, I mean, as you say, just kind of giving into it, is that is that what it is? Is are, are these those very specific moments that we're hearing? Yeah, you know, I heard um, I don't know who said this first or or what, but I feel like I heard it a lot. Um, and now that I'm trying to think of it, I'm probably going to butcher it. But the idea being like the most universal things are usually the most specific. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is that mm -hmm. the I, I get thing? what you're saying. Yeah, I think it's I've heard something pretty, like that. Yeah, like it's kind of um, an encouragement to like put those details into your songs. And uh, if you're feeling like you're the only person who's feeling it, you're probably on to something that a lot of people are experiencing. And, um, you know, cause there's moments on the album that I was like, is this like too personal to me or a thought that I've had and not really knowing if it was going to appeal to everybody like what you're saying like is it general enough can people relate to it and um you know i think as a songwriter that's like a journey you have to go on to sort of find those specific moments that feel since they're so specific are almost the most universal so that's kind of a, a principle i guess i i tried to take into the writing of this uh the writing of these songs and um so yeah, I think there's a lot of lyrics on there that feel very specific to me, but I've since kind of had people comment on and be like, oh, I feel that, <laughs> um, which is always the best feeling. Yeah, there, there's a part on here. So I'm, I'm just a few years older than you, but you do the, uh, uh, all our friends are splitting up. Uh, and, and, and you even hit that subject again on shit happens. Um, yeah. and, and, and I remember that part because you do, you go through the point usually in your twenties when all yeah, everybody starts pairing up and, and suddenly you're going to all the weddings. And then the next part of that is you get into your thirties and the ones that don't make it, 
that's you know it's you, yep. you're picking t- you're picking sides suddenly right. you know it's right. it's like, okay who who's whose friend am I uh, right. in this one but that's right. what I thought you know as you, as you talk about it throughout this this album you know there are what I perceive as maybe the love songs the relationship songs and the other, like when you get to that, those moments talking about, again, these songs, all our friends are splitting up, uh, shit happens like the way I felt at least. So I'm saying this as a listener, uh, yeah. if you're basing love off of others, that's when it becomes dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, is that, is that anything like what you were going for? Yeah. I, I think for me personally, like I noticed over the years that a lot of, I found myself looking outward and being like, okay, these people did it this way. That seems to work. Cool. I'll put some faith in, in that. And I'll be like, these people, you know, love each other like this. They, they interact like this. So that means they work and sort of unknowingly like creating these like, uh, pedestals that I was looking towards as like sort of these, uh, uh, fixtures of like stability or security or something that works. And then, like you said, kind of time passes, those couples split up or those uh, people that you looked up to let you down in a way that you never expected them to, or they do something to hurt you. And it's almost like, you know, these figures get knocked off a pedestal. And so it sort of feels like this betrayal. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think, that's a lot of what growing up has felt like to me so far is just sort of these things that I trusted in or these things that I thought were for sure, um, you know, got knocked down. And I think I just was sort of naive and kind of looked at the world a certain way. And then when those things started falling, it was really hard for me. Like I, I was like, but they were my heroes, you know, like they were uh, just down the line from me. And I looked at them for um, sort of this, this uh, framework that I could count on. And, and so that's kind of what all our friends are splitting up about, you know, I mean, you think about it too, in terms of like, when celebrity couples break up that you think, you know, and you're like, if they can't make it, nobody can. (laughs) It's like, um, that's always sort of a lighter side of it, but there's something to that idea of just like, oh, we put our faith and we put our hope in these structures that we think are, you know, things we can count on. And a lot of the time they don't, you know, go the distance. And so then you have to say, well, is that, is everything just terrible or is there just sort of some gray area here and a lesson to be learned, which is like, okay, maybe you can't count on these certain things, but like, maybe that's okay. And maybe life is like more complex. And just because this couple splits up, doesn't mean that there wasn't good parts to their being together too. So it's just sort of that acceptance of like, you know, and that's sort of what shit happens is touching on uh, is kind of like, sometimes life isn't, what you thought it was going to be sometimes your life isn't what you thought it was going to be and like maybe that's okay it doesn't have to be this like depressing thing but I don't know I think that's kind of what the journey I'm on if you will as you know a person and so those songs are sort of reflecting and voicing some of those fears of like wait so is that going to happen to me like um and just kind of asking those questions and being like I hope not but if it does maybe it's okay but I hope it doesn't so I'm going to try to just you know right that loop right right <laughs> I, I do think I think 
you're 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 right like one of the most important lessons anybody could learn in life is it's 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 not black and white like nothing nothing is this or that right like it always it, it's it's what is um uh what, what's your line in this it's it's uh all things at the same time it's you yeah know. <laughs> yeah it's, it's exactly that's like what all, at the same time is about and also there's a line in downhill from here um that says like it's not all black and white which somebody would have told me it's kind of like that's me voicing this like oh like I feel like I was sort of fed this idea that you know if you do things a certain way it works out a certain way and that's just not true and there's sort of like a disillusionment with that that I felt of just like trying not to be like woe is me but also acknowledging kind of the the sadness and the uh grief and like fear that can come with that that down downhill from here song um of course has one of your great lyrics there by the there are so many great lyrics on this you as a as a lyricist and everything is just mm, yeah thank you so much really but but not taking advice uh from people under 50 <laughs> which is also like like i remember uh when i was younger and when you figure out that doctors are not gods exactly that they're just people that probably just got really drunk in college like everybody else or whatever ah, totally and it's the same thing of like finding out that you know just because you have wisdom with age also doesn't mean you have the answers you know so yes yeah that's like a comical lyric obviously but it's rooted in that idea of just like oh like adults are just people and they don't maybe know everything and maybe take everything with a grain of salt like no one has the answers fully so it's up to you to kind of decide your thoughts and and what's right for your life and i think yeah that was kind of touching on that <laughs> so you want to be a rock and roll star no well how about a podcast star well as it turns out there's a new all-in-one platform just for you it's called anchor and it's the easiest way to make a podcast and check this out it's free there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer and then anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on spotify and apple podcast and you know everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land and what's even better you can actually make money from your podcast go figure uh, no minimum listenership on that it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place so go ahead Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. So you've been doing music, of course, for 20 years, whatever. And, and, yeah. and it's usually the EPs. Um, I can kind of tell that, you know, it, it is this album, as we've used the term a few times, is a journey. But yeah. like, when did you know they were speaking as an album? Like when it was like, OK, so this is going to actually be a fully. Yeah, I mean, it was tricky. Like, you know, there's so many different ways to release music now. There's so many different, you know, when you kind of get on the business side of it, it's like, what's the best strategy? And like, do people even do albums anymore? Like, it's like, you know, there's, there's all these different ideas of like what the best way to do it is. But, you know, I kind of been releasing EPs. I had done just like singles, you know, kind of once a month for a while. And I think when I was getting into writing some of these songs, I, I wrote, you know, I, I think it's when I wrote Downhill From Here. It was like this feeling that I was finally tapping into something um, that I thought 
this just felt different for me and it felt like more raw and kind of more vulnerable. And, and I was like, this, I don't, I wouldn't want this song to come out just with like no context because I felt like it's a great song on its own, but in the context of maybe a project, it would make more sense. And so I think it was after I wrote Downhill From Here, I was like, maybe this is an album. Um, and so then I just sort of leaned into like, what if I write songs about, you know, kind of these more existential things, which can sometimes be hard to put into songs because I, I felt like trying to do, trying to write songs about kind of self discovery and, and self growth is sometimes just ends up, the result feels like so cheesy and kind of like right. hokey and bad. And I was like, I don't know. Like, so it, it's a, it's a daunting task, I guess. And so I just decided to try it and I felt like it just sort of hit this wave of like, you know, writing all our friends splitting up and shit happens. And at the same time, then down, you know, downhill from here and back to you, like all these sort of like uh, concepts that I had been, I don't know, wanting to try and find and wanting to try and express in songs. And I just did it. And I was like, all right, it's done. It's going to be an album. And that's that. <laughs> It works so well. And, and there's, there's a good trick in that, too, uh, that you've pulled off because, because again, you know, for, for it to be a mood, these are quiet songs. These are raw songs, you know, to, and, and to be able to hold that over the entire record, like, like hurt like that, mm -hmm. you know, on its own might have been, you know, a very small I say small because of uh, there, there isn't a lot of production or anything like that. Right. But, but within this set, suddenly that song becomes this very yeah. wide scope <laughs> thing, you know? For sure. yeah. yeah, that's so true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so when you're writing these again, and, and I don't know if it was a conscious decision or anything, but but to, to keep, uh, we'll just say minimal, you know, kind of production on all these, was, was that part of the process? Yeah, for sure. It was a pretty conscious choice of just like wanting the songs to be pretty stripped down, pretty minimal, let the lyric, you know, be the focal point, let the melodies be the focal point, let the vocal, my gorgeous vocal, uh, <laughs> be the focal point because, yeah, I just, I didn't want, I wanted this album to just be about the songs and, you know, there's, I was like, I'm just gonna lean into that. And yeah, like having, making sure I had moments like hurt like that or like nicer, um, even back to you gets a little bigger by the end. You know, I didn't want it to be just like an acoustic album, but um, definitely trying to be conscious of like, okay, let's let's take things out. Let's like keep it as minimal as possible, um, which is hard, you know, it, it's hard to do. Cause you're like, is this gonna be boring? Is this interesting enough? Like can these songs stand on their own? And um, yeah, I don't know. I appreciate you saying that. It was a, it was a fun process. It was yeah. really, really fun. Well, the pacing is done so well on this and you take that out on tour. Like, so how do you, how do you hold that? How do you hold the attention when you're to the live show? I mean, what, what have you been doing so far? I mean, honestly, I haven't played these songs live. Nothing. So oh, wow. I have some shows in December. Um, I'm playing New York, Chicago, Nashville, Dallas, and LA. And I am seriously like in the middle of trying to figure out how the hell I'm going to do these live. So thank you for bringing it up. Yeah, no problem. Um, 
if you needed yeah. some anxiety today, yeah, I'm here to no help. Problem. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I am stressed about it. So that's my answer. No, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm hoping to sort of go come at it with the same idea. Like these are the songs, this is kind of the mood of the album. So hopefully if you like that, you're not expecting a gigantic, you know, <laughs> production with the songs, like they are what they are. And I hope I can just sing them well. <laughs> The dance crew is not going to be behind you unless they're dance just very crew, I'm going to let them take a break for this album. Um, you know, we'll see what's ahead. <laughs> I actually like the idea of that. Just a very solemn dance team behind yeah, you. Yeah, maybe I could just get some like lyrical, like um, interpretive dancing. That could work. That could work. You know, that could be a vibe. We'll check back in with you here in a month or two yeah. and see if that pulled exactly. off. You're like, how'd that, how'd that turn yeah. out? <laughs> uh, I'll quickly hit on the other things. This isn't the only release that you've had this week. Uh, tell me about Reeves. Oh, um, Reeves I did earlier this year. Um, that was just like a fun side project that I did with my friend, Will. He uh, is in this band called Parachute, who, you know, you might remember from sort of like mid-2000s. Um, I toured with them in 2012, I think. And we just became really good friends and we had a blast on the tour and we loved, we would like sing a cover song every night together and just really enjoyed working with each other. So uh, last year, I we were like, should we do like a little duo project? Like, would that be cool? Cause you know, I feel like it was pandemic. It was like, what are we, what are we doing? What could we, you know, experiment with uh in this time where things are kind of slower um so we wrote some songs and just put them out <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> actually fun yeah listening to you all because i mean your voices sound great together uh, the back and forth the way you're doing i mean uh you know it's it's a short project right now uh yeah. with a few songs you got out there but it's it, yeah. it is really really nice and fun thank you yeah it was a fun project to get to do you know with my solo stuff it it's all like very can feel intense. It's like just me out there, especially with this album. I was really, um, you know, it was really important to me that these songs be what they are and be in the right order and come out the right way. So with Reeves, it was a little more, um, not that I didn't put effort into it, but we were just able to, it was cool to kind of get to bounce off someone else and not have it all, all the weight on you as like the solo artist, like right. this is me, like, and Will and I have just a fun dynamic. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll do more eventually. Well, yeah. that's that's interesting too, because when the weight's not on you and the focus not on you, uh, I take that further because you've done some songwriting as well for uh, for Cheryl in yeah. the UK, which ended yeah. up being massive. Yeah, insane. Yeah. So, what's that part of your career look like? Is it are, are you looking? Are, are you doing more of that? Is that active? I am. Yeah, I am doing more songwriting for other artists, uh, which is a whole different thing i mean it's it's like okay yeah i want to come into these songs with my same you know standard for what i think is good um and what my perspective i want to bring all that to it but you're also you know writing for another person with a whole different set of ideas with a whole different instincts like with a whole different like uh vocabulary of what feels right to them and so it's been interesting to work with artists and say like, you know, say I throw out a lyric that I like, they might be like, oh, that's not right. That doesn't feel right to me. So you have to be like, okay, 
Um, that's fine. Uh, that's not an ego hit at all. Um, but yeah, you do kind of have to like really lay your ego aside even more, which is always a good practice, um, to sort of <laughs> get out of the way. Um, but it's fun. Like I, I've gotten to work with a couple artists recently and then just write songs, you know, for, uh, with the intention of pitching them around. And it's kind of a nice exercise to just, you know, not necessarily worry so much about getting your, your point of view just exactly right. Like, it's just kind of a good exercise. And like, how do I write a song that's like, good, <laughs> just yeah. in general. Um, well, I have that in your toolbox too. I mean, just, you know, yeah. as you're finding new ways to, to write a song, it, it almost seems like, yeah. You know, if you were a novelist, this would be going like nonfiction to fiction. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, it's it's like, and you know, I do that with my own solo stuff as well. Like, you know, eventually you kind of have to pull from <laughs> things outside of your own life. But um, yeah, when you're really trying to get into someone else's experience and uh, help them tell their story, it's it's a challenge, but it's a fun challenge because at the end of the day, it's still writing songs, which I love to do. <laughs> well, I, I love to see when artists do all of these things, you know, especially when you become a fan and suddenly there's just that much more that you can dig into. And of course, yeah. you know, we didn't even hit on the other side of your world with the, with the acting thing. I mean, yes. <laughs> it's like, it, it is, it, you're doing everything. Is the, is the music, uh, the music, uh, I don't know why the emphasis was on the second part there. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, was the music is that uh, is that front and center right now or are you still working do you have other projects going uh music is front and center right now for sure i'm focusing on you know the shows i have coming up obviously the album i'm going on tour in the spring um so i'm definitely focused on that but i am also auditioning and looking out for acting projects that are exciting to me and definitely open you know and if something comes along that i love because it's a whole other side of my brain that I get to tap into creatively, which is uh, super fun. My brother's an actor, um, he's on a TV show. So we get to like, you know, kind of connect on that. So it's, it's fun to, to get to sort of have my hands in different things and allow myself to try and do it all. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, uh, it's, it's, I mean, to be an artist, right? That's right. That's, yeah. that's what it's all about. Right you know. well. <laughs> Well, in the meantime, um, subject to change. It's so good. So congratulations on this. Thank you so much. I, I really, really appreciate it. I'm, I'm so excited that it's out there and people can experience it. And the response has been really, really sweet. So thank you. Yeah, I can't wait to see the big dance show that you're going to put on with this live too. Wait. It's going to be so fun. The choreography. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we're, it's in the works. <laughs> Caitlin, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it. It's been fun. Thanks so much. And my thanks to Caitlin Tarver. Again, the new album is called Subject to Change. Big thanks to you as well for uh, checking out the episode. Please do hit the subscribe button before you leave. Uh, again, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions. Anywhere you get your podcast from, subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. I'll send you three Brand new interviews every single week. After all that, head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, including uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
Twitter, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. That does it for another edition of Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Like, don't cry. Just do, just make, keep it easy for yourself, please. Stop. <laughs> it's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Hey there, it's Kyle Meredith from Kyle Meredith With. After you check out the latest episode of my show, uh, be sure to check out some of our other great programs on the Consequence Podcast Network, including Standing BTS, a bi-weekly podcast covering all things BTS and ARMY, and The Opus, Consequence's original documentary podcast exploring legendary albums and their lasting legacies. So head to Consequence.net to listen to these podcasts and many great others. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.